What is up, everybody? It's great to be back. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is how you find us covering the Big 12 Conference every single day on the website, on YouTube, Facebook Live, on the podcast. Thank you for being here as we put the bow on the college basketball season. My goodness, a record-setting march for us on the website. I want to thank you all for that. Uh, couldn't do it without you guys sharing the articles, reading the articles on the website. We are growing YouTube and the podcast like crazy. This thing is blowing up, and it's because of you. You're sharing it. We're doing this at the grassroots level, and uh, we are reaching millions of Big 12 fans every single month on our platform. So thank you. Now let's get right to it. Uh, we watched UConn beat San Diego State in the championship game on Monday night. And I was sitting there watching this game and thinking, could we be watching two future Big 12 teams? Of course, we know that San Diego State's kind of been in the conversation. What does it look like with the Aztecs? What is their future? Is it in a Pac-12? Is it Brett Yormark being very aggressive out west and looking to a San Diego State? I, those conversations have been out there, right? We know those rumors exist. Those reports exist. And then there's UConn, which might have seemed crazy up until a few months ago. Since we started getting these kind of just these drip, 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 drip little things out there that are being floated about as to the possibility of Brett Yormark wanting to peel off some Big East schools, especially basketball only schools, as he tries to build the ultimate super conference for college basketball. And I'm looking at UConn and saying, Big East team winning a national championship. You know, UConn just won its fifth national title in 25 years. This team is a blue blood in college basketball. Like UCLA has won one national championship in the past 48 years. But if you ask people who's the blue blood of those two teams, they would say, well, UCLA, of course, right? That's what they would say. But frankly, that would be an inaccurate assessment of which team is actually a blue blood. UConn with five national championships in a quarter century, that's the blue blood right there. So you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, um, San Diego State makes some sense if you want to go west. They have a good football program, brand new stadium. They've invested money in that. And then a basketball program that really has been pretty good now for the better part of 20, 25 years with Steve Fisher. And now, of course, to where it's at right now, uh, you can make the case if you want to plant a flag in California. And UConn. UConn makes a lot of sense because of the basketball tradition, Brett Yormark wanting to get more into the New York City market, which he's done with this Rucker Park deal. So he's looking at it and saying, gosh, if you want to peel off a couple of Big East schools, UConn may be pretty attractive. But there's a catch with UConn that other Big East schools do not present, that Villanova, Georgetown, St. John's, and others do not present. And that is the fact that UConn does play FBS football. You know, the other schools play football, but they play like D1AA FCS football, and a lot of them would not want to move up. They would say, sure, we'll join the Big 12 as a basketball-only member. We're happy to do that, right? They'll take some more money. They'll take some more coin, marquee matchups. They'd be down for that. But UConn's got the football program. And UConn may say, hey, we want full membership in the Big 12 conference. And here's the thing. If I'm Brett Yormark, I am listening very, very closely, very carefully. 
And there's a multitude of reasons for that. Obviously, the basketball program stands for itself. We know what it's capable of. We know what it's been the last quarter century. This is not a blip on the radar, number one. Number two, the football program, I mean, it's not a good program by any stretch. It hasn't been terrible, though. I mean, is it going to be a powerhouse in the Big 12 anytime soon if UConn were to join? No. No, it's not. I mean, it's it's Northeast. It's college football. I, where is the decent program? Heck, forget the good program. Where's the decent program? I mean, the last time Boston College was good was when Matt Ryan was quarterback in that team. That program has seen a complete, uh, you know, that, that program's fallen off a cliff, right? So I'm not expecting UConn football to be anything great, but, you know, there's talent in New Jersey to peel from. And if guys can suddenly drive to UConn, play in the Big 12, and get to play some high-quality football, that's not a bad option. I mean, I guess they could go to Rutgers and play in the Big 10, but, uh, you know, UConn especially, you could make a case. I'm not saying it's definitive, but you could make a case that UConn football has a much higher upside than Rutgers football. I'm just saying that's a possibility. And then what it does for Brett Yormark is it allows him to start going into that Northeast corridor, which he has a lot of interest in doing. You get a great basketball brand. You get a competent football brand. Now, you got to have something else to pair with this, but it also is good for West Virginia, right? It brings back a good travel partner for the Mountaineers when you go back to their Big East days. So that has probably a lot of appeal to a school like West Virginia. Throw Cincinnati in the mix. Can you get into what you would consider, I suppose, of all the Power Fives, more ACC, Big Ten-ish territory by bringing in a UConn? You can do that. Now, I'd love to pair a UConn with somebody else. I don't know who that somebody else is right now. I don't want to have an odd number of football teams in the conference, but there's a lot there that suddenly looks awfully appealing, especially as Brett Yormark and he's made it very clear. This is not an opinion. This is just reading what he's doing. He's partnered with Rucker Park for summer you know, camps and events and things like that. He wants the Big 12 brand to be in New York City. Now, you know, the website that I run, that I own, is called heartlandcollegesports.com. So I'm not trying to force this conference into the Northeast. But I realize that the Super Conference is the way of the future. And the Big 12 is not going to be the SEC or the Big 10 in football. I've told you that since all this stuff went down with Texas and Oklahoma. But I still firmly believe that this conference will be number three in football. And if it can be the number one conference in basketball by a wide margin, that's nothing to sniff at. I mean, that's, that's, that's worth something, right? There's value. There's inherent value in that. And that is what Brett Yormark's got to be looking at and saying, okay, so what are the best options? If you said to me, hey, Pete, UConn or San Diego State, I'd take UConn 10 out of 10 times. I would. I mean, I think there's more value, especially with what he knows, what his background is. There's far more value in going east because you already have people there. You've got um, West Virginia. You've got, of course, Cincinnati. You've got UCF coming into the mix. You've got things closer there than you do San Diego State. If you have San Diego State without any of the PAC schools, what's the closest travel partner? Texas Tech? 
And even if you say, hey, Pete, we're going to add Gonzaga and San Diego State, well, Gonzaga can only come for basketball. San Diego State's going to want to be a full-time member. And those aren't exactly, you know, right around the corner from each other. Do the math. What is Spokane, Washington from San Diego? It's got, I don't want to say it's 1,500 miles, but it's got to be pretty damn far. And now I'm curious, so if you humor me for a second, I want to pull that up. Because San Diego to Spokane, I, I maybe it is 1,500 miles. Let's take a look. That's my over-under. Price is right rules. 1,300, 1,295 to be exact. So I lose based on price is right rules. But hey, not, not too bad for just talking off the top of my head. I said 1,500, it was 1,300. Uh, 1,300 miles away is not a travel partner. That doesn't exist. That's not how it works. So that's the problem for San Diego State. It's just not convenient for anybody for any reason for anything right now. But I'm watching this game on Monday night between UConn and San Diego State, and I'm saying, gosh, this is hilarious because these two teams in some way, shape, or form have had at least rumors tying them directly or indirectly to the Big 12 Conference, and now I'm watching both teams play for a national title. And by the way, it was a total snooze fest. I didn't stay up for the end of the game because UConn had such complete control of that game. But it was certainly fun to watch from that perspective and thinking, what, what is in Brett Yormark's mind right now? What is he thinking about as he's watching this game? He's a basketball junkie. What's he thinking about watching this game? These two teams, the future of his league, what it's going to look like, what makes the most business sense, what makes the most sports sense? Because that's ultimately what is going to drive this decision-making and what's going to be the factor here that determines whether or not either of these two teams ultimately get in the mix in this conference. I'm Pete Mundo on heartlandcollegesports.com covering the Big 12. It is always great to be with you. Subscribe on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast, and as always, um, leave a rating, review as well. We'll get you hooked up with a Heartland College Sports koozie when you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. So uh, the conference realignment front, speaking of this, the Pac-12. Where are we at with the Pac-12? Well, according to a report from Dennis Dodd, who spoke to media consultant Jim Williams, Jim Williams, who has done many deals in his day, uh, he's won many awards, highly decorated media consultant. He says he would be shocked if the Pac-12 gets more than 50% of its games on linear TV. What is that in linear TV? That means a non-streaming platform. ESPN, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox. He told Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports, I'm at an absolute loss at how the networks get the Pac-12 to 50% of their product being on linear TV in the football season. You got 60 to 70 conference games. Basically, he's saying, I don't see how they get 30 to 35 of those on regular TV. Just because of all the deals that these networks already have in place, right? All these networks are in bed with somebody else to some degree. The NBC lost Notre Dame, but they're back in the mix with college football. So all these conferences now suddenly find themselves in a place where they've got a home. The Pac-12 does not have a home beyond the next couple of years. So they're trying to figure out what's our home going to be. Now you may say, well, what's the big deal? They go to Amazon. They go to Apple TV+. Plus. It's, it's fine. Well, no, it's not fine. 
you do not want to put your conference on Apple TV Plus where it costs $10 a month. And on top of that, as somebody put it to me very bluntly, let's be honest. How are you going to recruit to the Pac-12 when in many lower-income households, you're going to tell these parents the only way you can watch your kid is if you fork over $9.99 a month for Apple TV Plus or, hey, are you an Amazon Prime member? No, if you're, you know, we'll try to hook you up with an Amazon Prime membership. That ain't going to work, right? I mean, you might be sitting there watching this and and I hope that you are watching this and you're doing well and you're living life and everything's good and you got 17 different subscription packages as I do and I'm grateful to be in that situation as I know many of you are as well. But a lot of America is not living like that right now. Never mind in this moment with, you know, 40-year highs on inflation, you're going to tell lower-income families, yeah, you can watch your kid. I mean, half the games you got to get Apple TV Plus for. But, I mean, <clears throat> you know, did I say that too loud? The other half, you know, you can watch on TV, hopefully, maybe, probably. We'll see what, you know, ESPN has available for us by the time the season starts. This is a problem for the Pac-12. See, that's why Brett Yormark was smart here. Because this is a zero-sum game. There is only so much time in the day there are only so many TV slots available. It's a zero-sum game. The pot cannot grow infinitely. It's impossible. You've got really 11 a.m. Central to midnight to air college football on Saturdays. Once those slots are filled, there's nothing else available. So Brett Yormark jumped the gun on the TV deal. He beat the Pac-12 to market. He got a deal done, and he was smart to do that because he knew if the Pac-12 beat him to it, there was probably not going to be a lot of options available for him when it came to linear TV. He re-ups with ESPN and Fox. It's a win for them. They get a bunch of inventory. It's a win for the league. They get you know about $32 million per team starting in 2025. And the Pac-12 is SOL, as they say, on the outside looking in. That's clearly what appears to be happening here. And Commissioner George Kliakov, you know, it's been fairly quiet as of late. He's done a decent job holding this conference together. But I'm telling you, I I firmly believe in the next few weeks there's going to be some movement on this front. There has to be. I mean, these presidents can say whatever they want, and these ADs can say whatever they want, but at some point, you got to have a TV deal. These teams work their budgets out, you know, a year in advance, and they're doing a budget based off of revenues they don't know are coming beyond, you know, 24, 25. And at some point, the business people are going to start to get a little jittery. What does our future look like? What are the options? The Pac-12 has zero leverage right now. Would you want to be the Pac-12 negotiating with anybody? What are you going to do? What are you going to say? How are you going to convince somebody to jump on board with you? It's a near impossible ask right now. And it's what George Kliakov, I mean, you know, a lot of this is his own fault, but it's what he's tasked with doing. So I'm not sitting here having a lot of sympathy for the guy. But I am saying it's what he's tasked with doing, and it's a nearly impossible task. So that's where the Pac-12 is at right now. If you look at this uh, article from Dennis Dodd, he goes on to note here 
The Big 12 remains interested in an expansion effort that includes the Pac-12's four corner schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. But of course, the reality is this, that the Pac-12 can get close to the Big 12's number of $32 million a year, then the Pac-12 probably stays intact. What does close enough mean? North of $25 million probably, right? What are the options then? The ION Network and the CW Network. ION is owned by Scripps, General Entertainment Network. That's in 37 of the top 50 markets. Uh, CW is majority owned by Nexstar Media Group. Group of stations reportedly reaches 100% of U.S. television markets. But the only thing they do on the sports front right now is live golf. That's all they do. That's the only sports that they produce right now. So what kind of product are you actually going to get compared to ESPN and Fox and NBC has been doing this forever, right? It's like when golf went to, remember when the U.S. Open went to Fox a bunch of years ago and it was a total disaster? Uh, Fox does a lot of great work. Fox could not do golf to save its life. They could not do golf like NBC and CBS does golf. They stunk at golf. Just, you know, you got to know what you're good at. And they swung and they missed. And that's okay. That happens in business. It's not a bad thing. But they were bad at it. The CW putting on the Pac-12, how's that going to go? Maybe they're going to be great at it. But it's a major risk as well. A major risk. So you look at this right now and you say to yourself, okay, if this media consultant out of Washington, D.C. And once again, he talked to Dennis Dodd. His name is Jim Williams. He's one guy with an opinion, but he's certainly highly successful and highly knowledgeable in this field. If he's saying, I struggle to see how the Big 12, or the Pac-12, excuse me, gets 50% of its games on linear TV and football, that's before expansion. And that may ultimately be holding up expansion here as well. If expansion is problematic... Because, well, if we can only get half our games or barely half our games or not even half our games on linear TV, how are we going to expand? Because then the percentage of games that we're going to have on linear TV only goes down from there, right? If you add two teams, you've got 20% more content and you don't have a place to put it on linear TV. And the Pac-12 will quickly be a dying brand if it goes to subscription only. It is not there. I mean, you know, it's one thing for the NFL to do one game a week on Amazon. Amazon pays the NFL a fortune. I get it. But even that, according to reports, even that hasn't worked out for Amazon thus far like they thought it would in terms of increasing subscriptions and things of that nature. If the most popular sport in this country can't do it, what leads you to believe the Pac-12 is going to do that for Apple TV or for Amazon. And then for the Pac-12, it doesn't do a great job of bringing them attention and eyeballs that they desperately need if they're playing on Apple TV Plus while everybody else is on CBS and NBC and Fox and ESPN and ESPN2 and, you know, everything else. So this is not the situation the Pac-12 wants to be in. For the Big 12, well, it's more good news. It doesn't mean anything today. It probably doesn't mean anything tomorrow. But it means that this league is in a position to capitalize in a big way. And it once again should be a sign that what this conference has in its leadership has been the biggest blessing over the last eight to nine months. 
because this could easily be us. This could easily be us as the Big 12 fans saying, where are we going to go? What's our home? Where's our future? Our team's going to leave. That's not happening in the Big 12. It is happening in one conference, and it is not our conference. It's not. So we have a lot to be grateful for on that front. And uh, by the way, I have a lot to be grateful for because we had our best month in March ever. You heard that right. Thanks to you guys, millions of you were consuming our content on the website, on the podcast, on YouTube, on Facebook Live. So thank you so much. And just know, I know basketball's over and, you know, football's over, of course. Well, we've got plenty of baseball and softball content. It's going to be up on the site. We're going to cover that hard over the next two months. And then before you know it, Big 12 Media Days is here, and the football hype starts, and these videos are going to keep rolling out a couple of times a week. So thank you for being here on the show. I'm Pete Mundo. Subscribe to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Leave that five-star rating on iTunes and a review if you could. And uh, have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.